Welcome to We're Talking. We have an opinion about everything, and it means absolutely nothing. Now, here are your hosts, the rocket surgeon and the brain scientist, but we're not sure who's who. Craig Malasa and Josh Jacno, they're talking. Welcome back, everyone. That was a longer break than we expected, but after having one drink, we decided to have two, and we talked about it and solved most of the world's problems, if not Cajun sports. But that will have to be for another time behind the paywall, and we'll talk about that then. This weekend, the hey, ah, the Cajuns are headed up to UTA uh, for a three-game series. UTA's at top of the West at 11-7. and seven. The Cajuns are 9-9, nine and nine, tied with Little Rock and Texas State. And lose the tiebreaker to both of them. So, Jay, let's talk about UTA. What's your thoughts there? Well, I will say this: I I went and I looked at their their you know stats on the internet, and I was amazed at how many names in their offense that I remember from two years ago. This is a veteran team that has played together for a long time. You know, Drew Thomas is a really good ball player. Harris at shortstop. Uh, you got Obi, uh, who two years ago was a candidate for Player of the Year. Um, you got um, uh, Hit It to the Gap. I was going to ask hit. you, who is Hit It to the Gap kid? Yeah, Philip. Um, I don't. I want to say Philip Rivers, but I don't think that's right. <laughs> it's, but, All right. But it's yeah, Hit It to the Gap. Uh, no, they've got they got a lot of veteran players on that team, uh, and they always. They always have some guys who can pitch, even though most of the time it's not a guy that that you go, oh, my God, he's the best pitcher in the league. Now, Carlos Tavera, who's their Friday night guy, he throws a nine-inning no-hitter against Little Rock two weeks ago, doesn't figure in the decision because it's nothing-nothing. Pitcher of the week, though. Uh, yeah. And and then against ULM, um, he beats them 6-1 to one, um, and, and allows, I think, only three hits. So he's very good, but you know what the crazy thing is? He's two and four. He's two and four in the year. Well, um, we don't always see the best pitchers, though. I mean, pitch no hitters, as we know, and it doesn't. It, I mean, no, but Tavera's good. No, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. My my point being is that even even the the I won't say the worst pitcher, but a mediocre pitcher can come out and stymie a team. Is my point? What he's well, really that, to that's say true. But this guy, but no this hitter. guy leads the league in strikeouts. Okay. You know, I want to say he's got like. 90 strikeouts in 60-something innings. I mean, he's he's good. He's very good. Um, I think their their other starters, I think, are okay. I think their bullpen's okay. Um, but here's the reality. They got a two-game lead over everybody. And um, they are in the driver's seat as far as the, the number one seed in the West is concerned. Now, they got a tough schedule in that They've got the Cajuns for three, and then they have to go to Statesboro to play Georgia Southern. So they still got plenty of work to do. You know, I honestly believe if you start, you look, they got a two-game lead over the Cajuns and Little Rock and Texas State. Little Rock and Texas State have very favorable schedules. The Cajuns and UTA do not. Um, So it's going to be interesting the rest of the way. Uh, The Cajuns got swept, I think, the last two times they've gone to UTA. I certainly remember what happened the last time they were there when the only game that they came close to winning, Gunner uh, got hit hard in the eighth and ninth inning, and they lost on Friday and never recovered. Um, 
but Clay Gould Ballpark has not been very kind to the Cajuns the last few times they've gone up there. So it, it's they're going they got their work cut out for them. Um, they've got to find a way to try to solve Tavera. Aragetti's going to have to match him. Uh, I think Connor is going to have an advantage on Saturday, yeah. and then the, and the Cajuns still haven't figured out Sunday. Um, Austin Perrin is pitching against Southern. I asked Matt, I said, are you going to limit him to three innings? He said, no, we're going to let him go. And so that means that I don't know that he's really a candidate to start on Sunday. Um, you know, he started Dirk. I thought Dirk pitched well sure. yesterday. Um, but they're not playing North Alabama this weekend. Right. So we'll see. Well, I want to see if Dirk can get his chops back. Yeah. You know, it was four years ago, I believe, when when the, the Cajuns uh, split, which is unusual to say, but went to Coastal Carolina, won a game, lost a game, and tied a game. And then we had the debacle on the trip home where they had to go, where they went straight to New Orleans, beat a very good LSU team, and then almost right after that went, or no, right after that went to Texas to play in, uh, in against uh, in in Sugarland and beat a Texas team, and then went up to UTA, and that's where we that's where we started to fall apart. So. Well, uh, it's going to be an interesting series this weekend. Um, and they, by the way, the game times on the website and the UL website have been wrong. Games are 6.30, 6.30, and 1 o'clock this weekend. Thank you for that info. Uh, it, it's interesting to see, though, that, too, although they are 11 and 17 in conference play, they're 23 and 25 outside. But, again, don't get that confused because I'm almost sure they've had some very good games against TCU. Uh, some Big 12 teams have come in. They've gone home and away with those during the week. They've played the Texas A&M's. they played the Texas. So don't look at their schedule. They have had a good schedule. They just not have not had a whole lot of wins. So, uh, UTA is a good team. I mean, they're in first place for a reason. Um, obviously, like Jay said, it's not been kind to us. And Eric Getty's going to have to keep the ball down on Friday to win. I mean, that's just the bottom line. When he's been, when he's been touched, he's, he's left the ball up. I honestly believe, and, you know, you look at stuff, and, and I think the Cajuns have to win five out of six in order to have a shot to win the West. I agree, and I'll say this. You mentioned playing down to your opposition. If you look at the Cajuns early in the season, they played up. You know, if you look at the rest of the season and you kind of marry it to what happened at, you know, let's say the first 15 games of the year, they really showed up for those games, and we were competitive against a great two-lane team. Turned out to be a really good baseball team. Um, and how know, about a TCU team? TCU, uh, Mississippi State looks like, yeah. in my opinion, Louisiana Tech. Team. Yeah, Louisiana I mean those three State. teams right there. That we played, we played eight they, games against them, and they may host. You know, I think Mississippi State's the best team in the country. I've watched Arkansas State play probably six games. I've watched Mississippi State play four or five games. I think Mississippi State's better. I think, oh, I think I mean Arkansas. Yeah, I think they're definitely yeah, better yeah, than Arkansas, Arkansas State. Or, or, I apologize. Arkansas and Mississippi State. Although Arkansas State may have played like a top five team over the weekend against Georgia Southern. How do you have a team that is it's as physical as Georgia Southern is? They go to Jonesboro, they score four runs in three games. It's well, we're going to find out. Josh and I will be talking to Danny Reed, uh, voice of the Georgia Southern Sports Eagles. Network. Mm -hmm. Uh, I keep saying radio network, but Colin assures me that's what it was a while back, but he doesn't take insult. But uh, we will have Danny Reed on Wednesday, and we will have Josh Sowers on Thursday. Josh is the voice of the UTA Mavs, and we will call them the UTA Blaze for right now, only because of Colin's story that when they were playing 
somewhere and Josh was leaving at, at halftime to take a run to the bathroom and he heard the announcers call him the UTA Blaze. But Blaze is the nickname of the math, the, the individual, just like uh, the different the different uh, mascots. So, so it, the Blaze is actually the Mavs' uh, mascot. Another so. thing to mention, for people that like to make the road trips, Dallas, well, well Arlington is a great trip because you got Dallas right there. Well, not it's only that, time. not only that, but UTA becomes a great road trip because the team stays at a Hilton that has a great Italian restaurant next door. The 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 bar and the restaurant at the Hilton stay open late. You've got a great outside place if you want to have bourbon and a cigar. Um, you've got a couple more places to eat across the street. It's it's just a really, really cool road trip. Yeah, Josh, are yeah. we going to have to have an intervention? Because most people say a place has a great restaurant and bar. But, Jay, it's a great bar and restaurant. No, Jay had me at bar, so I'm guilty as well. <laughs> It, it, we've uh, we've had su- we've had such very good times when we have stayed there, and we've been staying there now for over a decade. Yeah. Um, so that it's it's a great road trip to make. Um, the ballpark is not anything to write home about, but they do sell Ziegenbach beer at the concession stand. In for, on a draft or in a bottle? Uh, in a can. In a can. Oh. So does Texas State. And. Um, and they also have uh, some great, like, burritos and stuff. Uh, that concession stand at, at UTA is very good. Nice. Well, not a whole lot to talk about because, like I said, we're going to have Danny Reed on uh, on on Wednesday, and then we'll have Josh Sowers on uh, Thursday to talk about the UTA series. Uh, unless you all have anything else you want to bring up right now. I've not done a lot of homework. I just know uh, between the two, us uh, – the teams that we have left have a 583 winning percentage. Uh, the teams that UTA have left is a 538, with Texas State having the easiest road with a 36.4 per, uh, winning percentage for their opponents. And uh, who's the other one? Little Rock. Little Rock has a 424. So. Little Rock and um, Texas State both have Georgia State left on the schedule. Which is why, which is why that percentage is so low. Yeah. Now we will say that Georgia State in conference play has been competitive, and I think Little Rock has to go to Atlanta, and that might be a difficult uh, place because Georgia State's been pretty good at home, and and Little Rock has been roadkill. So that so despite the winning percentage, yeah. But but Texas State gets them at home. Um, yeah. Well, and, and Little Rock still has App State at home. Uh, well, even with the 364, I'm still not giving up on Coastal Carolina to do something. Right. And, and, and Texas State has to go there. So Little Rock is uh, this weekend is at, at home versus App on the road against Georgia State. Texas State is at home versus Georgia State then on the road against Coastal. So with all that being said, and I, I think truly, even though uh, – we have a higher winning percentage for our opponents. I really think between UTA going, uh, us going there and, and going to Georgia Southern, I really think they have the toughest road. I kind of like our feelings at, at least at home against Troy, but I agree with you that I think we have to win five out of six to get that one number one seed. If not, look, with exception of the three game series at ULM, 
the Cajuns have not been good on the road in conference play. You got swept at South Alabama. You lost two out of three against Little Rock. Um, and I don't remember who the other one was, but we weren't very good in that one either. Well, I, I can tell you we're nineteen and nine at home overall, and seventeen uh, seven and eleven on the road. Yeah. So, so you you you've got to show you you can win away from home. But you know what? Name a team in this league. Boy, they've been really good on the road this year. You can't find one. No. Now some have been worse than others. Little Rock's been abysmal on the road. You ULM uh, Georgia State's a, not been yeah. good on the road. Um, ULM has not been good. They've been really tough to beat at home. But they haven't been good on the road. So, we'll see. Let's go ahead and move on to, uh, no need to take a break, I don't think, everybody. Well, actually, let's take a quick break here. I see somebody that's got an empty glass, and we're going to go ahead and fill that real quick. So, we'll be right back after this message. talking about my glass? I still got a little bit in my glass. Well, I think I'm getting down there, too. I didn't want to insinuate and everything. And Josh is just getting back to, to full strength, so we don't want to get him sick. And... Uh, and for those that are asking, today's uh, libations are a, a 1792, 1792 single barrel. Uh-huh. Once again, a barrel pick from Joey's. So if you get a chance to go out to Joey's, some of the best bourbon around, Joey will teach, treat you right. Tell them Craig sent you and tell them not to sell you the cheap stuff. This and, guy is the best at Reeds. I well, mean, he's seen us. He just <laughs> knocks them down. We're also, we've also knocked out a little bit of uh, Elijah Craig's small batch. Uh, which also came from Joey's. So we're a fan of Joey's. Yeah, and, and he also sells lunch, folks. He sells lunch as well. And, and, yes. and, and you know what? What I'm getting ready to do, and I wanted to do it last week, but didn't have time, and I probably can't do it this week because I've got baseball tomorrow night, and then we're leaving Thursday. But Joey's, Craig gifted us one time with a a lasagna from Joey's. Oh, my God. Oh, my word, Jay. I oh, thought my, that's where you were oh, going my, with that. Oh, my word, Jay. Uh, and so it's not only just the bourbon. They've got He's got great specialty meats, and he's got the stuff, in the, the already prepared stuff. Yeah, really, I'm telling really you, good. the lasagna is one of the things. Uh, Was it like Stouffer's? No. Oh, yes. It's it's in, it's an aluminum tray, yeah. but it's all made there fresh. Okay, cool. He makes his own sauce. He does everything, the meat. And I can tell you... Uh, when COVID hit, there were several of my friends, I won't mention names, but there were several of my friends that lost their jobs, and I handed out about five or six lasagnas that first week uh, with some bread and some beer for them, and uh, I've got another lasagna that I need to uh, deliver here in the next couple of weeks for a friend that took care of me when I was down and out. Uh, That's so nice of you, I, I'm Listen, telling, you don't have to give me anything. I, I, I'm telling you. I did it out of love in my heart. The... the the, the lasagna, it's I'm I, I'm not I'm not lying. It's the best lasagna I've ever had in my life. And he also on, on the lasagna front, the chicken parmesan. Oh my goodness! Really? It's a uh, it's a bread. Oh, I hope Joey's listening to this because yeah. because he, he's going to give me bourbon next time. Five <laughs> minute read. I know. It's I mean, great. that guy doesn't give anybody anything. I ain't going to lie to you. Joey treats me right. Uh, no, I, it's great. It's a great spot. It, uh, one of my favorites. Uh, their food. Life. I'm telling you, sandwiches. We're going to get their their lunch meal. You want uh, meal menu? Ugh. Somebody's had bourbon. We're going to get their lunch menu soon, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll tell you some things to get off of there. Uh, great place to eat, especially. I know we only have one more uh, weekend game on 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 uh, Friday and Saturday, but if you go out go out to Joey's on Saturday before the game, that and we'll hit that up more next week. It, it's a great place. They'll they'll take care of you, uh, good people. So we're going to be right back after this 
quick, very quick break. Thank you. Welcome back to everyone. We're talking. Well, we took a little bit longer than we expected, but nature calls sometimes, and nature calls us to another glass of 1792, although we still do have a half a bottle of Elijah Craig, but we're not going to do that. Some of us have to work in the morning. We're not sure who at this point, but we'll not see. Me. <laughs> so, all right, so it's the season ending today. Let's talk Sunbelt Conference Tournament a little bit. We're going to have Danny Reed. We're going to get more in-depth. Danny Reed's the voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles. We'll, have, we'll get more in-depth with Danny on uh, on Wednesday uh, about conference tournament and what happened to them uh, this past weekend. But we won't trash him too big right now because I know Danny's going to be listening to me. Well, excuse me, because he always listens to us. Uh, he he's on he comes on the podcast so and listens to us. So, but uh, so if, if it ended today, right now at nine and nine, we would be the number four seed and playing Coastal Carolina at nine a.m. Thoughts there? I mean, I think Coastal, no matter what we think, is still a very dangerous team. Yeah, I I think from a talent standpoint, you're right. Since since the Cajuns played them. They've had so many issues on the mound that they've taken Alaska Abney, who was their closer. He's now their Friday night starter. Oh, really? Um, the fact that they scored uh, six, seven, and six runs against Troy says that they're still a pretty dangerous offensive team. But they're really dangerous at their own ballpark because the wind's always blowing out and the fences are True. short. Um they're, they don't, and if you look at, at the conference numbers, they're they're only hitting about two thirty in conference play. Um, I I think there's a mystique in baseball about the teal. Yeah, it's like oh shit, it's coastal. All right, well, you know, coastal since they've come in, they've either been the regular season champion or the tournament champion every year. I think they got issues. Uh, that's all I can think of because they've got a lot of talent in their offense. Their pitchers, while they aren't great, there's only been a couple of times that Coastal's really had great pitching. They they bludgeoned you to death with their offense. And they still have, you know, guys that have proven themselves on a big stage. The only thing I can think of, they're in last place in the East they're, they lost a series in Atlanta to Georgia State. Seriously? I I just think that this is a team that's got issues that we don't know about. I th- what, what did Tony used to say about chemistry? I, I think they got issues. And, and I agree with you, Craig. You know, I think on any given day they can be dangerous. But, you know, at some point in time, do we sit there and say, okay, look, they're just not all that good. I, I, I agree with that, but at the same time, they haven't. We haven't seen that side of them yet. You know, I, I mean, we've seen it in in the in the season, but we haven't seen it in post. In the turn, you know, what what happens in the tournament? Yeah. Do they suddenly get their act together? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's for any team right now, and, honestly. Well, and you know what? You're absolutely right. They know how to win. Is my point because I'm I'm looking at this this tournament, and I was convinced that South Alabama and Georgia Southern were the two best teams in this league. Georgia Southern goes to frickin' Jonesboro against the worst pitching staff in the league. They score four runs in three games. South Alabama goes over to Texas State, and they get 
they'll get their ass handed to them twice before winning on the third day. You know what it is about this league? Everybody's good at home. Yeah. And guess what? Nobody's hosting the tournament this year. But I think the difference is going to be the grass field. I think we're going to see something. We're going to see that hop that comes off the infield that the shortstop or the third baseman or the second baseman, whoever it may be, is going to get hit off his shoulder and something, is going to dribble into the outfield, and all of a sudden that runner from second, who was lucky to get to third, is now coming home. I think that today, and I'm, and if you ask me this question next week, I may come up with a different answer. I think today the scariest team going into the tournament is Troy. I, I, I would agree with there. Just so, just so everyone knows, right now, if the season ended today, Pool A would be number one in the east, South Alabama, number four in the west, Louisiana, and number six in the east, Coastal Carolina. Now, if somebody would have told you before the season started, oh, look, the pool's going to be south, the Cajuns, and Coastal. Everybody else in the league would be going, yeah! Right, right. <laughs> and look, far be it for me to say anything good about COVID Carolina, but there are so many guys on that squad that know how to win. They have seen real success. I'm not counting them out. I'm not either. And I'm not counting them out because Gary Gilmore is still coaching. And Gary Gilmore is our coach. I was going to say that too. And guys like that, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe they look at the season and they say, okay, this is where we are right now. Let's let's work on some stuff. Let's but, see what we can do. Let's see what we can't do. But let's go back to 14, the Cajuns 2014. What happened in 15? No one expected us to do anything. We lost to Texas State the first – First weekend, first game of the of the of the, uh, the tournament, and then we have to beat in them. Brutal fashion, and then we have to beat them twice even to get into the championship game. Right. So, I, I mean, we know it's baseball. I guess sure. it's, it's different. It's it's not football. You, you're the you know Alabama's not going to win everything here. Well, you also have to look at who's tournament tested. Okay, the last few years, 17, 18, 16, 17, 18, and nineteen. Okay. Because it was in 16 that we had some teams come in to the league. In 16, 17, 18, and 19, Coastal wasn't here in 16, okay? Um, they won the national championship. Oh, they were doing without winning the ship, you know? And then, and then two out of the three years since then, they've been in the championship game. You have South Alabama, who's had their share of tournament success. But 16, 17, 18, and 19, what team has made the most appearances in the championship game? Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern. They lost to the Cajuns in 16 when Wyatt Marks shoved it. They lost to South Alabama the next year. Ryan Cleveland hit a three-run homer in the top of the ninth inning to give Georgia Southern a two-run lead with Evan Challenger on the mound in relief, and he gave up back-to-back jacks to tie it. South Alabama won it in extra innings. Then in 19, Coastal Carolina beat who in the championship game? Oh, that would be Georgia Southern. So you gotta you got to consider that, too. That's a team that when tournament time comes along, they haven't won it, but when tournament team tournament time comes along, they've been really good in the tournament. So I think right now Troy might be playing as good a baseball as anybody. Yeah. And Troy, at least last weekend, showed they could go on the road and win, which other teams in this league can't show. But Georgia Southern, at tournament time, 
they always are ready. What did Tony used to say? You pitch your way to a tournament, you hit your way through a tournament, and I just mentioned probably the two best offenses in the league. All right, so let, let's go back to that. So Georgia Southern would be in Pool B as the number two seed in the East with the number three seed in the West at Texas State and then the number five seed, Georgia State, who you said Coastal lost two out of three. So did Georgia Southern. Exactly. Is kind of my, Now, how much of revenge is that going to be for the guys at Southern, not State? Georgia, Georgia State has been roadkill. Yeah. Okay, the tournament's not in Atlanta. Okay, I, I think that, that Georgia Southern and Texas State, I, I think that that's an interesting game if the two of them play each other. Well, I think I think that's one of the things that I was going to say here is that I think that really comes down to, I think that's the one, uh, for me, maybe maybe pool D, but this one is one that could go 1-1-1 one, one, and one possibly, uh, and, and then that's where the higher seed Georgia Southern would get to advance because uh, I'm not sure. It, it's going to be interesting to see what Texas State could do with Georgia Southern. But, but then again, like you said, you had Georgia State that is – uh, They've just not been very good away from home. But, you know, they, they're Friday night They guy. still have not been very good away from home. I know, but they're Friday night guy. All he's got to do is pitch one game. I mean, well, Vanderbilt. Yeah, but they still haven't been very good away from home. I understand. I, I'll tell you the thing that we haven't that we haven't talked about. Two weeks ago at Georgia Southern, Jeremy Lee, who I think is the freshman of the year in the conference for South Alabama, Got pulled after two and two-thirds innings. His velocity was down. He gave up four doubles. South Alabama came back and won that game. Georgia Southern won the next two. He didn't pitch Friday. I was going to ask you, because I think I remember hearing your broadcast say he that. Did, he did not pitch on Friday. So we don't know what his status is. Now, South Alabama can really pitch. Their, their pitching staff is deep. But when if you lose your Friday night guy, that's not good. That's not good. And so his health right now, I think, is kind of an X factor. We'll find out a little bit more when South Alabama goes into conference play this weekend. And, and we, need to, we need to find out a little bit more. You know, we need to talk to J.D. Byers or right. Charlie Nichols, their, their sports information guy. We need to find out a little bit more about Jeremy Lee. Well, hopefully uh, that, that's a good thing to put on my notes there. We're, we're, we'll contact J.D., see if we can get him on maybe next Monday night. And talk a little bit, or, or before the tournament for sure. And I'm sure, J- well, I don't know if JD will be there or not. As the, we'll we'll have a conversation with him. Well, JT Crabtree is going to do their radio, I'm okay. sure. But I'm not going to be surprised if JD is there as well. Well, so just for the first time in a long time, though, the Cajuns pitching staff, and I know that it was against North Alabama, but the Cajun pitching staff still, it it has the lowest ERA in the league right now at a 3.57, with South Alabama at 3.92. Everyone else is above four, but again, right there at four, at 4.01 is Georgia Southern, then UTA. So again, the teams, and I know it's easy for me to state, and I'm being a homer here, but the the four teams that I think are the best teams in the league are the top of the ERA. And for the first time, though, the Cajuns are with a 274 batting average, are in the top four of batting, with Georgia Southern leading at 290. Troy, 276. Who I still think Troy is dangerous, but to me, let's take away the first three weeks of the season for Troy. I think they put up gaudy numbers. I think they play no one. And if you're a Troy fan, 
please contact me. I want to talk to you. Troy, surging. I, I don't. I don't care what they did in March and April. Yeah, they're surging. I think. I think. I think Troy. When you look at their lineup with Mosley and Frederick and Cerny and Sinkfield, man, that is a scary middle of the lineup. You know, it, it's. And and I I haven't looked to see what the bottom of their lineup is doing. I don't know if they're one of those teams that you sweat the first six and then relax in the last three, but that middle of that lineup is that that's the best middle of the lineup in the Sun Belt Conference. I'm sorry, and they're I, hitting well. I understand, but I'm, I would still want to know how many of their hits <laughs> are coming off that big wall that would not that would be a long out. I think when you start talking about home runs, that's a legitimate that's a legitimate statement, but. You don't think it's still a base hit? I mean, if it bounces off the wall, he's got a base hit versus. I think I, I think if you can hit, you can hit. And yeah, but we saw what Osborne was barreling up on everything too. I, I, I understand that, okay. But we've watched Drew Frederick hit for four years. Now. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've watched we've watched Rigsby Mosley hit now for three years. You know, we saw Sinkfield two years ago, and he was really good. And Cerny, I don't care if he's been playing in Riddle Pace or any place else. He's put up a good number as anybody in the league. And by the way, Mosley's not even – he's not showed you his best game to this year. Okay, so they, yeah, you know, I, I understand all that, and I'm not trying to – Well, yes, I am. No, I'm trying to argue with you guys because I'm this, this is what the people want to hear on here. We want to discuss you. We want to know if we're all sitting here kissy face and everything and agreeing on everything, well, why should they listen the to la- it? The last damn thing is going to be well, I can tell you I'm not going to kiss, kiss you. Yeah, yeah. that kind of part. No, because just, first of all, you've got a face for radio, and we all know that. I'm not sure why at all that I'm on a podcast. No, I, I, let me tell you something. I respect Troy's line. No, I, I, I agree. And if we didn't have him at home, I'd be a lot more worried about our prospects going forward. So, but all right, so let, let's talk, though. I mean, we talked about South Alabama's pitching, but again, there's still 232 on the season. 232 it, is 10 points higher than they were when they came, when we went to Mobile. But is that something that's going to come back and bite them in the butt, in no, your opinion? I don't think You it think will. their pitching is that good? Okay. Good because well, of timely hitting, or is it just you think? Here's here's your boy, Robe. Okay? Can they pitch? Yes. Can they play defense? I don't think they've made 10 errors in conference play. No, they're sick on defense. And do they get timely hits? They, percentage-wise, are the best in the Sun Belt, maybe one of the best in America. In two seen. out, in two out RBIs. There's no doubt. You know, an interesting. Uh, Brad was on the radio. Brad Topham on ESPN fourteen twenty, uh, two to three Monday through Wednesday, and again on Friday. But uh, Brad Brad was on the radio one day, and he talked about the average major league baseball hitter, which you know he said it was two fifty. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way it's that low. I mean, I think nowadays it is, but and I went and looked it up the last ten years. Sure enough, two forty seven, two forty eight, two forty eight. Now that takes that's average, and that includes the guys that spent a cup of coffee in the major leagues. So when you look at this as a team batting average at two fifty for UT Arling, it really doesn't seem as bad, I guess, if you're comparing it to major league hitting and major league pitching. But it's still, it's still, you still got to be a little depressed. Well, I'll tell you, I you know, if and again, I brought up Jeremy Lee, and I think that's a legitimate question that needs CBD, to be answered. It's huge now. If you're going to ask me today who I think the best overall team in the league is, my answer is going to be South Alabama. Really? Because, it, it, look, they can really pitch. they got a couple guys in the bullpen who are excellent. They are – look, they play – you talk about a natural grass field. 
All right, they yeah. play on natural grass and they don't make errors. Right. And they are as good as anybody when it comes to, to hitting with two outs. That's a scary team. I don't care what their numbers say about batting average. That is a scary baseball team. South Al reminds me of Southern Miss, but well, they're better defensively. And yeah. they swept Southern Miss. Uh, on, on, but it's, well, they played in two games in the week, yeah. week won both games. Yeah, but, but and again, I just... specific to our series. Yeah, I wish it was easier to find out runners and scoring position and everything. I mean, I can look it up, but it, okay. I literally have to go to each now, one. I well, can't pull it. All right, you, you just said... If the season ended today, yep. it would be South Alabama, the Cajuns, and Coastal. Now, if I'm right. That would be a first. Yes. <laughs> but South Alabama's first game would be against the number six seed. Uh, that is correct. They would play. We would play Coastal Carolina on Tuesday. They would play Coastal Carolina on Wednesday, then turn around and play us on Friday. Thursday. No, Thursday. No thanks to any. Okay. Event. Well, here we go. That means the Cajuns would play Coastal Carolina first, mm-hmm. with Arigetti who just chewed him up and spit him out. Mm-hmm. Now, the one game against South Alabama that we had a shot was when Connor Cook was on the mound. Tally gave up three hits in one inning for the only time this year, and they beat us three to two. So I'm just here to tell you, if it winds up like that. I like our chances. Well, and, and I guess that's the kind of point that I was talking to people with this weekend is that you got to understand where, where are we in the season. And trust me, I want to win every game. I want to get to that number one seed. But at the same time, that number four seed playing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday is very appealing to me. I'm not saying I don't want the number one seed. The bad part about not being a one or a two seed is you must go 2-0 and in your pool. If you lose yes. a game, you're out. You're right. You know, if the Cajuns play Coastal Carolina, they lose, then that game against South Alabama well, means nothing. The the other bad side of that is you're going Thursday to Tuesday with your starting pitcher versus Thursday to uh, Thursday to Wednesday. Or but so. that's still four days rest. Right. Okay? And If they want to play in the next so, level. Yeah. So so I'll, I'll take my chances there. Josh, I'm but, sorry. You know, we, oh. we talked a lot about Oh, gee, you don't want to have so-and-so in your bracket or so-and-so oh. in your bracket. Let me tell you something. If I got Arigetti and Cook, I don't care who's in my bracket. I got a chance. Now, you can't play on Saturday if you win. if you don't win your pod. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and I'll burn those two guys, and I'll take my chances in the semifinals. But I can't get to the semifinals without going 2-0. and and nobody has what the Cajuns have in starting pitching. I'll, I'll go a step further. Nobody has what the Cajuns have in long relief. Well, that's true. Jack and, Burke. And when you talk about two games, you know you'll it, it, it you'll have you'll have Burke. Although maybe you want to save a senior for later, perhaps. But you got start. AP. You got AP. But you you have you, you have AP. You have all of these guys that you can use. You have options. Plus, you got Wilson. And Nelson and Tally and Schultz and Christie. I don't know if he's reliable yet, but we'll find out. Well, but but we have four guys that we know are, no, we are reliable. Sure. And I will take my chances with that pitching staff, and then we'll see if the Cajuns can hit their way on Saturday and Sunday. Well, and and I guess that was going to be my point too. Is that you know you brought this up a couple weeks ago, and and I think it's you know. Would you rather have your best pitcher against South Alabama 
or your third or your fourth pitcher at, uh, and playing South Alabama in the championship game. That's exactly right. I mean, to me, I want my best guys out there and playing. And, and here's the and, and here's another thing. If you're the number one seed, you get Tuesday off. If you're the number two seed, you get Tuesday off. So you play Wednesday. If you want to bring one of your big guys back, it's on three days rest. Because you're playing Wednesday, and then you got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and the championship game on Sunday. If you have to play the first day, and you get through that, then your guy on Sunday is pitching with four days rest if you bring your ace back. So... We can sit here and argue where the advantage oh. is, but the advantage to being the number one or the number two is you don't necessarily have to win both games. But you, you need but some help still. If you're looking down the road, and look, you, you talk about the, um, all right, you can bring your number, th- you can have your number three pitcher ready to go on Saturday. But on Sunday, Either you're bringing your number one back on three days rest or you're throwing your number four guy, and I don't know if anybody has a number four guy. I think we have two number four guys. Well, I'm, I'm talking about yeah, the, outside the, of us. I'm talk, no, I'm talking about the teams that could be the one or the two seats. Right. That's it. You know, the, the only thing I don't like about that I'm looking at right now is that uh, in the first round – no, I'm sorry, I, I made a mistake here, so I will correct myself before. So uh, – it, it looks like that uh, Pool A, which we'd be in right now, would play Pool D, which would be Little Rock, Troy, and Arkansas State, which could literally, I think, everyone win one game out of that. And uh, then Little Rock would advance. You know. But, again, there's based, there's based, six games left. All right. I, I, I'm going to say this. I say have it. Been, I have been saying this for many years now. And people will scoff. They'll just look at records and they'll just look at stats and they're going to say, Jay, you crazy. And in his career, he's about 13 games under 500. But in May, be careful with Tommy Raffo at Arkansas State. We just saw over the weekend what they're capable of. Arkansas State traditionally in the tournament has been a very tough out. Look at that. That pool you just mentioned, Little Rock, Arkansas State, and who? Troy. And Troy. All right? I can make a case for Arkansas State winning that pool. Oh, I agree. I agree with you. I watched I, them play all Ole Miss last week, and they look damn well confident. They their, their pitching staff is not great, but they have gotten better. Um, To me, Pool D is the most, I mean... Across the board now, as a three toughest. You understand when we do this next week, oh, yeah, it's this gonna, is going to change. It's going to okay? change, and, 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 and we're going to argue about that, too. And I, and I can't wait for the podcast two weeks from now yes. when we're in Montgomery and Colin and Danny are yeah. with us, and we're having this argument. Josh is on the phone, and we're calling each other names. It's going to be great. It's, it's going to be awesome. And uh, I'm a Tommy Raffo fan. Oh. I, I always have been. I like Tommy Raffo. Raffo I've always liked him. I thought well, he was a great hire when they picked him up, and... Like you said, man, when it comes down to later in the season, the guy performs, his team performs. Look, let me tell you something. If if they would put any money into that, any money into that program at Arkansas State, oh. okay, their facilities are terrible. That's the worst on-campus stadium in the Sun Belt. It's very difficult to recruit to because for in baseball because for half the year the weather is shit. Yeah. And 
and they don't give you any money for salaries or recruiting or spring sports are a forgotten thing except for track and field. They have no softball program. They don't support baseball. And when when um, Terry Mahodger was the athletic director, he was trying to whip up the thing to get a ballpark built in downtown Jonesboro. And the bottom line is, when you start talking about people with money, they've done a great job building their uh, their their stadium. Yep. The football. And, and even even the refurbishing at First National Bank Arena has been yep. very nice. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Those people in North Northeast Arkansas, they don't give a shit about baseball. You know, and it's hard to imagine because because the majority of them are Cardinals fans. Now, be nice. The, <laughs> but no, it's 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 crazy because Terry Mahajer could raise some freaking money. No doubt. Yeah. He could not raise money for baseball, and oh. and he he said to me five years ago. He said my next priority is baseball because he had he had he had foot, the football stadium done. Couldn't get people to come up with the money. And that's a damn shame. Tommy Raffo deserves better than that. Do you, agree. do you think there's a way for us to swap where ULM goes up there and all of our friends from uh, Jonesboro come down to Monroe? <laughs> so they're a little bit closer and I can go visit a little bit more often? You know, I, I mean, because I, lo- I love our trips to Jonesboro. Oh, I do too. But I do too. We've made for, for friendships. The We've yeah. made friendships there. Um, whether it be Matt Stoltz, their play-by-play guy, Brad Bobo, who does their sideline, who has got an afternoon show. Kara Ritchie, I've been on her show many times, and we have some personal friends as well. We love going to Jonesboro. That ride back. But that ride back's that ride back's tough. But you know, I visited with Tommy on the last day when, when Arkansas State beat us sixteen to eleven when we gave him fifteen free base runners. And and I talked to him afterwards and he said, Jay, Jay, y'all have some athletes. Because he said, This is the most athletic team y'all have had since twenty sixteen. And he said, there's a lot about your stuff that's scary. What I didn't know, his Friday and Saturday guy, the guy that they had pegged to be his Friday and Saturday guy, both lost for the season before the season started. Oh. So he's been trying to piece stuff together on the mound. But guess what? They, you know, Do you realize if they would have won against Georgia Southern yesterday, they got beat 3-2. to two. They would be in a four-way tie for second yeah. place in 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 the in the Western Division with the rest of us. That's how much they have gotten better. In the tournament, when May rolls around, Arkansas State plays their best baseball. Sign of a well-coached team. I mean, if you get better as the season progresses, you look at the head guy. We know that. Well. All right, we're going to wrap this up. I was about to say, how long is this, how I don't long know. Is this podcast going? We've been we're having fun. We're closing in on two hours. But I wasn't going to do this this week, but I'm going to go ahead and do it this week because uh, there's something I want to do either, uh, w- w- whether later on during the summer when we're having bourbon or, or and talking about music. or uh, But let's start it here. Instead of overrated, underrated uh, for the teams this week, let's just go buy or sell. Jay, South Alabama, buy or sell. Who are they playing this week? Uh, wait, hold on a second, man. What? Yeah, I need parameters. Yeah, I'm all right. right. All right, all right, ladies. South Alabama is playing coastal this week. South Alabama playing coastal by herself. Uh, oh, I'm buying because they're playing in Mobile. All right, Josh. I'm buying. I, I think South Al is very good. I think they might be the best team in the league. 
All right, we're going to go to Josh this, for, this time first. App State, buy or sell at Little Rock? At Little Rock? I mean, they're a home. They're a home. They play well at home. So I'm going Little Rock. I'm, I, I'm selling App State. That'll be a sweep. Uh, Arkansas State at Troy, Jay. Buy or sell? Oh, I'm selling. I, I think Troy at home is very, very dangerous. So Okay. Uh, two out of three? or maybe? Yeah, two out of three. Okay. Two out of three, Troy. Their yard surging. Okay. Uh, I, I even hate to say this. Uh, either one of you, Georgia Southern at Elon or Elon or something. Elon. Elon. Who cares? Who cares? It's, a, it's, a, not, it's a non-conference series. Nobody's getting an at-large bid. Pour me a beer. I think, Pour me a I, I think Georgia Southern needs to get something done to feel a little bit better about themselves going into the final series, but who cares? I think more damage can be done this weekend than positivity. So, All right. Definitely Georgia Southern, but obviously, you know. Buy or sell Georgia State at Texas State. Oh, I'm selling Georgia State. Texas State's prob. Uh, I don't know if they're going to sweep it. Texas State will win the series. I think Georgia State might get one. All right, we're just going to go through buy or sell, and then when we come back, we'll ask you if anybody sweeps. It's in San Marcos? In yep. San Marcos. Give me two out of three to Georgia State. All right. Georgia State? Georgia. On the road? On oh, the road. big boy. I like you. I wow. Think Texas State I is like feeling you. themselves after South Al, I, and I, I think Georgia I, State is on the come. I, I, wow. I mean, wow. Somebody somebody record this so I can I can listen to it next week. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we did that. We did that. All right. Uh, it's not it's not a conference game, but what does uh, ULM, what's your thoughts on ULM at TCU? I, you know, I think after this incredible series against Texas. Oh, was it awesome or what? Incredible series against Texas where they lost two out of three at home. I think that TCU doesn't care, and I think it doesn't matter. I think that Texas, that TCU is going to sweep it. Josh? I think that ULM is way more competitive than anybody thinks. I think that UL, I, I think TCU is a good team that's going to look ahead a little bit, and maybe they might be looking their wounds. And if you look at ULM's schedule, against Ole Miss, against they, – they've already played TCU in a midweek, was it? Have they? They, they, they played a big-time Texas team. I, I thought it was TCU, maybe not. I think ULM has played up to their opponent, and I think that ULM is going to be a very formidable – opponent. And I think that TCU is going to sweep them. Now, if TCU had won that series against Texas, you think a, a, I think they're a little more vulnerable, yeah. but they lost two out of three. I think they're a little bit pissed. I think ULM grabs one. Well, I, I think I think it's an interesting series for me. Uh, I think TCU takes it. Uh, it it's I, I hate it for either team. I watched a couple of the games of the... Uh, I did not get to see Sunday's game, so I did not know that Texas had won, but very exciting Friday night. We Texas were counted on Sunday. Yeah, they okay. beat them, I think, 9-3 to three or something. Okay, well, Friday night's game was what you want to see in college baseball. No doubt. Fans Saturday going was to, too. I, I didn't get to see Saturday. Saturday was a one-run game, too. Okay. TCU winning. Somebody was drinking and didn't get a chance to see it. I mean, I'm not sure who it was. And we're not going to talk about the Cajuns UTA and let, uh, because uh, I don't think it's fair to you as a broadcaster. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm, Kirk, I'm Kirk Herbstreet. I can't, I, I can't give an opinion. Ask well, me. I, I'm not a ask Josh. Person. Josh, what, what's your thoughts there? I think we get off the Schneider. Give me two out of three. I, I, I think two out of three. But I, I, I think we have an opportunity, especially uh, if we continue with what we're doing, 
uh, on, on Sundays with, with coming out, and I say continue, it's been one week, but uh, all right, two out of three. I, I think, seriously, I think Eric Getting is due for a masterful, masterful performance. I think that he has not been challenged in a while the way that he likes to be challenged. And I think that Cook, I think we have such an advantage on the mound on Saturday. Um, I, I just think that Cook is so much better than the Saturday guy, and he's a good guy. He's a good pitcher, he's got good numbers, and uh, I think he's a good player. But Cook is, he's still ascending. I think Connor Cook can be super good. Last last 13 outings for Cook, 1.61 ERA. Yeah. Uh, last 10 outings, 1.42. I think if we don't go out on Saturday night and get two sideways as a team, I think Sunday we can also win. Well, I think, I, I, for me... It, Dallas it, it, is a good road trip, so yeah. you never know what the guy. I think, I think we've got to hit the ball. The whole, the, whole, the whole thing for me is we have to find a way to hit Tavera. You know, because I, I, I think that Arigetti's going to be good but I think that Tavera can be just as good. We got to find a way to hit him. I do think the Cajuns have an advantage on Saturday, and and I don't know about Sunday. I there's nothing that I've really seen out of UTA that that makes them scary on the bump on Sunday. We'll see. But but that Friday matchup could tell who wins the series. I think it's one of the banner games of the Sun Belt in 2021. We just can't be hung over on Sunday. I agree. With that, we'll call it a night. But before we leave, we just want to say, again, congratulations to Connor Kimball, Louisiana Sports Writers Association, uh, Hitter of the Week. Also, congratulations to C.R. Bryan being the number nine draft choice in the uh, softball league. Along with that, uh, second team, uh, Justin Mills, uh, Julie Rawls, uh, Caitlin Aldrich and Alyssa Dalton, and then first team All Conference. Uh, congratulations to Summer Ellison, Sierra Bryan, uh, Kendra Lamb, and Kendall Talley. And then your Sun Belt Pitcher of the Week year year. So, <laughs> she wasn't uh, what? Yeah, she did yeah, one pitch, but year Summer Ellison and your Player of the Year and your Newcomer of the Year, Sierra Bryan. Congratulations all to the men and women. Uh, great job this year. Go out and take your tournament, ladies, and uh, let's do something. Look forward to watching you play in a regional and beating some team that may be to the east of us. And if they're not to the east of us, that's fine. Well, we hope you kick their ass too. So let's go win some games. Congratulations, Coach Jerry Glasgow as well. Yes. Coach of the year. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah, that. Big shout out to the head man. All right. I just have two words. Co-cage. Go Cajuns. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Josh. Great evening. We'll talk to you all later. Peace, love, and Cajuns. And Donnie Osmond. (laughs) Damn it. Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it. Share it. Put it in your podcast. Broadcast it. Or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.